Hello, I'm Hannah Kaplan, and this is the WCS Wild Audio Podcast, where you'll find reported audio stories covering the latest news and newsmakers from WCS's field sites, zoos and aquarium, and their conservation partners. We've got a great show today, so let's get to it. After serving as a Bronx Zoo's curator of herpetology for 11 years, Don Boyer is retiring this year. To catch up with him before he leaves, WCS Wild Audio's Nat Moss toured the Bronx Zoo's Turtle Propagation Center with Don to discuss some of the highlights of his inspiring career spanning over 40 years and the Bronx Zoo's efforts to breed highly threatened turtle species and return them to the wild. I caught up with Don one morning this spring as he was making his rounds in the Zebra House, a Renaissance Revival building that has not housed those iconic black and white cousins of the horse for decades. Instead, we entered to the hum of aquatic filters for tanks holding animals that could really not be more different. All right, so Don, where are we right now? So we're in the Chelonian Propagation Center. This is a... uh a group of uh, four rooms that we have in the old zebra house. The zebra house was used for zebras back in the early 1900s when the zoo opened. But today we're using these four rooms to uh, for the propagation of uh, critically endangered turtle species. The particular room we're in is a room dedicated for Rhode Island snake tanks. These are a, a turtle species that are critically endangered. They're only found on one island in Indonesia. Don estimates that this turtle species became extinct in the wild back in the late 1990s when it was overcollected for the pet trade. At the same time, climate change had made the island progressively drier and agricultural practices had disturbed the turtle's habitat. Propagation of the Rhode Island snake-neck turtle is part of the Bronx Zoo's strategy to save some of the most critically endangered turtles in the world. For the past decade, WCS has worked to protect some species through fieldwork, breed and reintroduce other species, and develop assurance colonies at the Bronx Zoo as a hedge against extinction for still more. Don's optimistic that the Rhode Island snake-neck effort will eventually lead to rewilding the turtles in Indonesia. In the meantime, the zoo is focusing attention on other turtle species closer to home, like bog turtles that came to the Bronx after they were confiscated from poachers in western New York. Those turtles are threatened or endangered in every state they occur in. They live in this transitional kind of wetland uh, that is becoming increasingly fragmented. They have colorful orange marks on the side of their head. They're easy to keep in an aquarium. And the international pet trade has skyrocketed. They have these small populations. If you go into a wetland that has bog turtles in it, maybe it only has 10 or 15 turtles in there. If you remove half of them or so, you, you're, you could be dooming that population to extinction. Don says this is a problem for turtles around the world. They're being taken out of their habitats in numbers that are completely unsustainable. That creates a critical role that zoos, organizations like the Turtle Survival Alliance, and others can play in trying to stem that tide. It's work that Don has pursued with passion across a long and varied career, though he says his first fascination for reptiles began as a boy in Maryland. As a child, I, I, lived, I grew up in north of Baltimore in the suburbs, and there was woods, and so I'd go out and look for salamanders and frogs and turtles. And I wasn't the best student, but I was very interested in reptiles and amphibians. My dad was a scientist at Johns Hopkins, and my mom was a, a lab tech. And they encouraged my interest in biology and the natural world. Fourth grade, I started volunteering at the Baltimore Zoo Reptile House. 
And I worked there all the way through high school, and, and that was a lot of fun. And very early on, I, I was like, you know, I want to be a reptile curator at a large zoo somewhere one day. And so I just kind of kept that as my focus. And focus he did. From his first job at the San Antonio Zoo, Don moved successively to the Dallas Zoo, where he worked for 13 years, then to the San Diego Zoo, where he spent the next 16 years becoming curator of reptiles before joining the Bronx Zoo in 2011. He leaves proud of the work he's accomplished, from conserving India's gharial crocodile to serving as the Species Survival Plan Coordinator for Komodo Dragons and the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. I've really enjoyed working uh, with Komodo Dragons, and uh, that was a lizard I, I didn't know if I would ever get to work with us. We've got to work with a group called the uh, Komodo Sur Survival Program. It's an Indonesian NGO. And we've driven about $175,000 to that program from a, a collective of zoos. They do population surveys, uh, prey surveys. So their work is really informing the conservation decisions in Indonesia. While Don is worried about the impacts of development on our last wild places, he takes inspiration from the successful conservation work he's seen and been a part of. The Grand Cayman Blue Iguana in like 1941 or early 1940s had just like 40 individuals left. You know, it, it's like they were almost extinct when they realized, you know, okay, this thing is in real trouble. Just recently, I think they released their thousandth blue iguana back into the habitat. I think there's reason to be optimistic, but we, we have to care. You know, it's like we're, we're all trapped on this one planet. It's all one giant living system, and we can't just lose huge swaths of it. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, Don. It's yeah, great. my pleasure. And as we say goodbye and he steps into retirement, I sense there's something else we need to propagate. More conservationists like Don Boyer. For WCS Wild Audio, this is Nat Moss.